Hello, welcome to Sylvia Sisson's Medium Clairvoyance podcast. I'm here with my husband having some coffee, tea, and we decided to make a podcast about his viewpoint on our life uh, as being married. We are married 20 years uh, this year. It's uh, international. I'm from Switzerland. He's from America. So that's a challenge in itself, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit his viewpoint of being married to me, his encounters, his viewpoints comes to the spiritual aspect. Welcome, Mark. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm good. very good. Good. You can tell. <laughs> Today is a good day. Today is a good day. <laughs> so yeah, who are you? Who am I? Explain um, to our listeners a little bit like where you come from and what you do at this moment. Uh, I grew up in uh, Jamestown, Rhode Island. Small little island. I'm a firefighter for over 20 years and a uh, hobby as a photographer and trying to be a hobby paint artist. Acrylic pour. Acrylic pour artist, sure. <laughs> we have two kids, two beautiful daughters. Yes, and almost adults, right? Almost. Almost. Crazy times. Almost empty nesting here. <laughs> but it's a good thing. Did you always wear a firefighter or did you have some? Second job. How did you meet me? What was your first impression when you when you saw me? <laughs> no, I wasn't always a firefighter. I was a carpenter. I was a garbage man for a week. I was a septic person for a summer. I was a dishwasher, wine cook, a little that's bit of everything. That's where your cooking habits come Yes. In. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Very nice. But so, so no, then I fell into the fell over the fire department around. 15 years old, 16, nice. in Jamestown where I volunteered and uh, turned into a passion and a career. Nice. So 20 years in the fire department, but you were involved. 20 years paid. Paid. Right. So 20 years in the fire department, but you were involved with the fire department volunteering at the age of 15. 15. So a long time. Yep. I like it. Very cool. Yeah. How does it feel to be married to me? You know, <laughs> like I think a lot of people don't know. They just see like the good sides. You know, we show up, we do a lot of things together. We work out, we go hiking, we do a lot of things, go grab coffee, a lot of things together. And they just see the fun part, you know, mm. like they see we get along most of the time. We, we do fun, fun thing. We are, you're like my best friend. And I think it's, interesting how people don't see the other part that comes with being married to somebody that's highly sensitive and what it means for the rest of the family especially for you how you have to adjust to you know my life at times and not necessarily can just live however you want to live because there's some repercussions if we don't <laughs> uh, if we don't go in a little bit more conscious in whatever we do, so vacations, traveling, or, or just visiting places. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very interesting for my listeners to hear the viewpoint of yours, not necessarily hearing just about me. So I'm super excited to kind of like interview you. So the rules are reversed. I'm yeah. not getting interviewed. See what comes up, because I think there's certain things you didn't even tell me yet. <laughs> so, Maybe I still won't. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So I, I'm super excited to do this. So the first thing I would ask you, I remember we were driving. We were driving on the highway. We dated or we just started dating. And yep. I said to you, do you see dead people? How did you feel about that? 
it was a little weird. I've never had anybody ask me that question before. And especially when we were dating because your English was not perfect. <laughs> you know, yep. um, it was very broken and, and we had a lot of fun with that over the years. And a lot of not so fun moments <laughs> yes. with it. But um, it was a little weird. Like I said, I've never had anybody ask me that question. I didn't know how to respond to it. I remember you telling me, no, I never felt like not validated. I didn't felt like I'm crazy. You just kind of took it and didn't really big deal out of it. And I felt really comfortable not hiding, to be honest with you, because I felt really good to not have somebody like, okay, I think I stopped now. You need to get out of my car, <laughs> you know? So that was pretty, for me, a very, very important part, because I think being on my end to anytime you have to be true to yourself and opening up about things oh, that, are, that are not necessarily the norm, it takes a lot of courage and approval at times too. And I had to learn over the years not to, not to get that approval, but it felt good for you to not get judged. So yeah, and as we go on, so how did it feel to, you know, we moved on, we got married, obviously you committed to me. <laughs> yes, it's hard not to. <laughs> Like since we met, which is kind of an interesting story. Because I know you touched on that when we were talking earlier, but we never got into it. How we met. How did you meet? We, I actually met the first day you came here. Yes. Like yeah. the first, within the first two hours you were here. Yes. I got here on August 18, 99. I arrived at 3 p.m. at the house you were doing what? I was doing some kind of construction. Yes. I was on the roof or looking out the window or something. And uh, I saw you getting the luggage out of your car and there was a certain part of you that caught my eye. <laughs> certain part. <laughs> it still does. Later on, when we were leaving, the people you were staying with introduced us to you that you were coming over here, which see, they didn't say where you were from, but that was a big mix up because it was explained to me that you were here from Sweden <laughs> to be an off hair. Just for my listeners, I'm from Switzerland. I don't speak any Swedish. I speak German. <laughs> my boss was like, oh, maybe you should take her out. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to get involved in like the whole language barrier and this and that. And you had this thing on your nose. And I was like, it's a big piece of dirt on it. I didn't realize that it was your nose ring. Nose piercing, yep. But later on, I think like a week or two went by. I was going to ask you out. And I went down to ask you for a glass of water. And like, there was just a language barrier there, just asking for a glass of water. And I really had to double think and be like, I don't know if I want to do this or not. This is like an awful lot of work. (laughs) And I don't know, you know, I'm so narrow-minded. No, you're not. Um, It went off and then you asked me like a week or two later about going out to a place that you wanted, like you were looking for a place to go out. Yes. And I misunderstood you and thought you asked me out. Yes. It was the best misunderstanding It was. <laughs> Definitely was the best. Yes. So I was kind of flabbergasted or whatever. And I went to Barnes and Nobles at the time. Because I got this Swedish speaking tape, how to learn Swedish. And I was driving everywhere at the fire station crazy because I was playing it through the intercom. And... <laughs> Like I had my headphones on trying to figure it out and everything. And then we went on our first date and you did not know anything I was speaking. Not that I could probably speak it properly anyways, but then we realized that you weren't Swedish. Swedish. You were Swiss and you spoke German. <laughs> yes. Very quiet date. <laughs> it was very quiet. But we did go and return the tapes and we bought a German English dictionary, which yes. we still have to this day with the receipt in it from our first date. 
And then, uh, yeah, we went out for dinner. Yes. And I remember the, the look on your face when your chicken salad came. You yes. couldn't believe how big it was. Everything is bigger in America. <laughs> and that, and then, uh, oh, didn't we play pool that night? No. Yeah. Yes. And maybe we did play pool. We did play pool. It was but a long night. Very it was, it was very night. quiet because none of us could speak to each other, which was, I think, a godsend because over the course of our dating, we had to overcome that hurdle and we bought flashcards. We watched a lot of TV, a lot of movies. Movies. So you could learn English. Not mm -hmm. so much that I could learn German because I think well, it's, it's easier, easier for you yes. to try and pick up the language over here. But we had a lot of miscommunications. Yes. Very. A lot of fun with it. <laughs> and sometimes not so fun. <laughs> right. Sometimes not so fun. Sometimes some arguments about it. I also feel like by us having some language barrier for me not speaking English very well and you are not knowing any Germans. I think we had to tap into a whole different level of energy to make it work. To this day, sometimes we don't have to talk and we know what we feel and what we want to say, to be mm. honest. Like it's a well, different connection because of it. We had to work hard to get to that level right. to understand each other on a non-verbal level. True, I and mean, what you just said, like never even dawned on me what you said about working on a different energy level. I never thought about it that way until you just said it. Yeah. It was more of a maybe we were just connected, but never really thought about the energy part of it. Right. I always feel like, because this, we are pretty, pretty in tune, I would say, like, you know what I think and I know what you think. And it's not just because I'm intuitive. I think it's just, we are very like fine tuned mm -hmm. and maybe that's a normal thing over many years being married and just doing a lot of things together that we learn to kind of just adjust to each other's energy. I feel like that's always our strength. We can just sense and communicate on a different level. We proved ourselves that mm. you don't need language in order to make it work right you can communicate on a whole different level to make it work oh yeah absolutely so that was pretty yeah it was rough in the beginning wasn't wasn't easy no and i was like i don't know i never thought about like dating <laughs> anybody from like another country uh, or anything like that it was kind of weird and I think also like you know not to put you down or not to kind of judge there's no judgment involved but you grew up on an island and it's an island. It's nine miles long to what? One mile wide. Everybody knows everyone. Yep. So to think outside that range and again, not to put you down, I think it was huge. And then here I am, the only Swiss person arriving there and drawing everything out of your system a little bit because again it's not necessarily that we oh let's meet up and let's you know right. it just kind of all fall into place and yeah shook up i think both worlds a little bit mm -hmm. for me to make decisions to commit to you and not go back home my assignment was supposed to be just a year and for you to say, well, no, I'm going to take that leap and hope she doesn't turn out to be Swedish down the road. Don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Never dated um, a Swedish person, so I don't know. <laughs> so I think that's definitely it was it was challenging, but it was yeah. also interesting. And I, I think that no matter what nationality you were, or like if you say you were Swedish right. or Chinese or African or whatever, I think it still would have played out the same way anyways. I don't think your, nation, your nationality had nothing no. to do with it because yeah. I thought you were Swedish to begin with. And I was right. like, she can't be Swedish. She's not tall. She doesn't have blue eyes. She's not blonde. <laughs> I don't know. Well, fake blonde, but yeah. So, so nationality had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah, I think we, we conquered that the first year. I mean, we got married pretty quick. We hmm. had a year to get married and yeah. we 
We're got engaged, engaged in, in nine eight, months. Eight, eight months, months, nine months, eight months. Got engaged in April of 2000 and had to get married because we were forced to. Somebody held a gun to our head. No, <laughs> no. just kidding. We were kind of like in a rush to get married because of immigration. Yeah, yep. I had to get everything done in three months because we had to get married Yeah, within three months. So we rushed, and but I don't think it would matter because I think we... We were committed to each other no matter what. It's just yeah, the circumstances that, made it a little bit faster than... Right, if we would have held out and waited, it still would have been the same. Maybe yeah. not the same outcome as far as how everything fell into place for us. Right. Because I think at that point, it was that but, time where everything just fell into place. Right. If we would have waited, who knows if, it, if everything were lined up for us. As right. far as like, the think, wedding aspect of it, as far as us being together, yes, it would have. But, I think also like having the time where we had to kind of make decisions pretty quick didn't give us much chances to think different. We didn't really have more options, mm-hmm. so we didn't get sidetracked. True. So in a way, it can be very scary to jump into something and leave my country behind, my nationality, my family, my traditions. But on the other hand, it was probably better because I think if we had both times to think about, okay, what does that mean? We might, not saying we didn't end up together, but we might have a tougher time to completely make that next step. Mm in going into into marriage uh, at least from my viewpoint i think it was absolutely perfect how everything fell together mm-hmm. so yeah so we got married and what happened i mean we did move and that was when the first time you really experienced my lovely <laughs> energy oh we moved down to exeter yes yes yeah you, after right after well we moved before we got married when we got right. engaged we moved down to exeter in um Arcadia Park. Arcadia management area. It right? was it was good for a little while. Yeah. And then after the wedding, it was like, I don't know. It's like, as soon as you got married, it just went like <laughs> downhill. And I was like, uh-oh. Uh, what did no, you get it wasn't, married? It wasn't uh-oh, but it was scary because you weren't well at all. And at that point, we didn't know what was wrong with right. you. Right. I didn't, I don't think so. I was aware of what was really going on at that time. No. How sensitive I am. And I think it was a pretty big burden to be newlyweds and I couldn't function. I was in pain. I couldn't work. I was pretty much confined to my apartment, to our apartment at that time. And, you know, like super tired. I had no, I had no energy and it came on pretty much out of nowhere. It was pretty much one day you're fine. The next day you're completely a different person. Right. And language barrier is still there. So keep that in mind and being able there's so much change on top of everything never mind adding a health issue coming in right how did it make you feel i mean i feel well i was concerned i mean naturally but there was a lot of stuff going through my head it's like is this because she's going to stay here now right you know is this her way of maybe trying to get out of it now is she realizing "Mm." (laughs) yes i'm stuck here now right not stuck here but well yeah i know what you mean um now just concerned for your well-being overall Right. I mean, I, I, it was very stressful. Super stressful. I mean, I still had to work. And yep. that time I was working at the fire department three days a week, you know, working till 11 o'clock at night. And I'd right. come home, 20 minute, half hour drive, come home at 1130, go to bed. I had to get up to go to the carpentry job. Right. We you know, needed we, the money. We, we had nothing. And like to try and check on you. And it was tough. It was super tough. And I think also like... We did testing, all kinds of testing, and nothing came back conclusive. Mm-hmm. They thought I had MS, then they were like uh, Lyme disease. Well, first Lyme disease, then they went on to MS, and it just nothing came back with a conclusive test. Everything was just like up in the air. So there was no 
if it would have been something serious like that, it would have been easier because we knew what we are dealing right. with. Yep. But no, there was just no concrete answers. But my health was deteriorating pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I think we noticed our neighbors were a little bit cuckoo too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just the energy was a little bit off. I think the whole area in that area was acting completely not themselves. And we talked about it many times, like what in the world is, is happening around us and didn't even realize it, it's actually happening to us too, not to that extent or not the same, not the same way, but it did affect, that energy did affect us too. Right. I think about two months, not even two a month maybe after we got married, I couldn't keep up with the house, but with the apartment, I, it was, everything was so much and you had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. You took out, I mean, thank God for the fire department and being so flexible with giving you time to take care of me and doing what we needed to do. And you had to get back to work. You had to make sure like you're not going to lose your job because we already were short, well, not short, but we had quite a bit mm-hmm. of, um, you know, no money. We're starting off. We decided to move back to your parents at that moment. Yeah. We decided to, it's best that I have somebody around me and it's easier on you. You don't have to worry too, too much if something goes on. And we decided, yeah, to go back. And within a week, I felt better. Yeah. Welcome to my life. Yes. <laughs> I remember about a half year later, I started to get better. There was never a final result on what was really going on. Nobody could really find anything. We moved into an apartment in North Kingstown. Yeah, we left that apartment. We moved. Well, we moved back to mom and dad's first, and then yes. the lease ran out. Or well, we went back and explained the situation. We so got out of the lease. Lease, yes. And then a month or two later, we ended up in North Kingstown. Right. And I started working at CVS for a little while. And I remember you calling me one night from the fire station, saying, are you watching the news? And I turned on the TV, and that area we were living in, they found a deceased woman. I guess she was missing for a while, and kind of weird energy. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> now I know why I feel this yeah. way. <laughs> I think it's also an Indian burial ground, burial site, or somewhere so around there. The, they had the Indian Museum down there. So I think a lot of fights. And that was our, right in our backyard. Yes, I think I just took on everything, and I just mm-hmm. did not agree. And I, too, I, I remember like laying in bed. One, one night you weren't or one morning you weren't there that was in the apartment where I was sick and I heard this knocking on the door and I thought you came home or I would be neighbor because we have an adjoined apartment with the people that owned the property right so I thought it was her or you knocking on the door and I went up dragged myself to the door and there was nobody there and I was like am I going crazy because I can clearly hear that knock yep. and I went back to bed and I hear Sylvia and I'm like, I knew somebody was here and I went back out again and there was nobody, nobody there and weird things that happened there was just did not add up and I truly, looking back now, energy was just not aligned for me there. It still is, I mean, because no. we still go for a drive. I mean, I love Arcadia. <laughs> I mean, it's great for going to take pictures and stuff like that. I say, oh, let's go for a drive. And once in a while, I say, oh, let's go swim by our old house. And every time we do, you get a headache. You don't yes. feel good. Yeah. Our oldest, she says, oh, I get headaches. It's not our, our energy. Yeah. And I think it's so strong. I think I'm pretty good with protecting and working with energy. But it's such an old, strong, maybe not necessarily all positive energy. And it's so hard to keep my energy in that area. It's so hard. But yeah. I'm aware. So we're not moving to Acadia ever. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in Warwick. For now. Thank God. After all the times you keep telling me, we gotta move, we gotta move, especially with 
winter comet. So yeah, that was your first experience and not conscious experience, but it's definitely an experience and right. a power true. Physical experience with you. Because I remember when we dated, getting back to like when you asked me if I saw a ghost or believe in it or whatever, and you told me about your cousin and right. stuff. And, and listeners, we went to the movies and our very first movie didn't spoke any English. I was super excited. He brought me to... The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Of yes. All the, the Sixth Sense of all the movies. And I had no idea what was going on because I could not understand the movie at all because it didn't make sense to me just listening or just watching it. And then about five years later, we rented it again. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> the chances that it takes me to that movie... Yeah, you definitely were sent to me and I guess I was sent to you for, for reasons, so definitely. Yep. Six cents you took me. I know. Yeah, and then we moved on and we bought a house, started a family. Wasn't really embracing my spiritual path yet too, no, too much. You, let's see, you worked at CVS. Yes. And you, when you got pregnant, oh. I quit, eight months in. And then the second one was born. Well, no, we had some issues there with near-death experience. You yes. almost lost me. Yep. Yeah, that definitely changed our relationship it, a little it, bit too. Yep. A little bit much. And I think that's when my energy shifted a little bit where I had to say, or, you know, if I want to do some, I have to look at my life a little bit. And mm -hmm. right. I think we, we might need to elaborate for everyone, like your near-death experience. Yes. Yeah, in 2004, I already, we already had our oldest. She was only like 18 months old, maybe yep. not even. Yep, something like that. I had a freak accident. I had to take my tonsils out and... For some reason, I ended up overdosing on Tylenol. Yeah, it was not a fun experience. It was pretty scary because they told me if I would went to bed that night, I would never woke up. And I had to stay in the hospital for like four days. Yep. I um, didn't have time to say goodbye to my oldest. That was kind of because we were very, very tight and I never really left with anyone. And this was like a rush thing. I had to get to the hospital and stabilize me. And uh, told me I had like eight times the amount I was supposed to have in my system. They informed you of the possibility that I have to go on a liver transplant. Yep. And uh, they just had to figure out what was damaged and why not. Interesting, during the time I had my grandpa who passed the year before with me throughout the whole entire time, came in and just always told me like, you're going to be fine, you're going to be fine. Of course, I thought I was so drugged up, probably not even thinking straight at this point and seeing things because of whatever is in me at this point. And sure enough, I came out with absolutely no damage. And mm -hmm. It was definitely life-changing for both of us, for yeah. everyone. For me, on a personal level, I knew I had to change a little bit something in life. I didn't want to just go through life and exist. Mm -hmm. And I think pretty shortly after I decided, I woke up one morning and told you I'm going to use my gifts and start a business. <laughs> just kind of like, you know, get up and this is what I need to do. How did you feel about that? Like, what went through your mind when <laughs> your wife gets up in the morning and just like from one day to the next, like, all right, let's use this and make a business out of it. How? Um, it was definitely weird. I was like, what is she talking about? Like, because <laughs> like, people actually want this. I mean, I don't know. I've never, you hear people who are like psychics and stuff like that, but not like, have it happened to you? Right. To say your spouse is going to, this is what she wants to do for a living. Right. And I think coming from, where I come from, Catholic like, background, Catholic <laughs> background, you know, with the fire service and 
the medical aspect and all that and looking at it going, you're going to do what? Well, I supported you like I always do. Mm-hmm. Whatever you needed. I was like, okay. And I remember you starting off donation basis at yes. the kitchen table. Yes. At night. At night. I'd have to take the two kids out. Every night. Every night. We'd yes. have to go to the library. Confidential reasons. You don't want to. McDonald's, yes. the playground, two little kids, yes. one in a car seat that didn't sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was it was challenging, but the the funny thing looking back at it now is nobody ever told me you're wasting what? That's crazy. It's interesting. I remember like I had to make business cards, and I was I had to put a label on me, so I had to take something like okay, what's my strength in this? You know, and I'm a clairvoyant. What are you seeing? I see dead people. I see colors. Medium means I can connect to deceased loved ones, so I can see them. But connect with um, spirit and energies, and and I remember sitting at the dining room table, and I was crying because my thought was, here I am. Most people don't know what's really happening within me for like a long time, ever since childhood. They just see me as Sylvia, that is a mom that worked for CBS, that's married to you, you know. But I never really talked about with anyone really how I perceive my world, but what I what I see and what I feel. Mm-hmm. And I was crying because I had to put that label onto the business card, you know, medium clairvoyant. And you came in and you said to me, "So those that stand behind you will, and those that don't, whatever. Screw them. Screw them." And at that moment, I knew even if we didn't know what it entitles to actually be married to me and what that brings for us in business and how it's going to unfold, you had my back. And that gave me the strength to stand there and say, yeah, whatever. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you say that because I told you this before. Like when people ask me all the time, yes. oh, what does your wife do? And I come right out and say, oh, she's a medium clairvoyant, you know, she talks to the dead she sees ghosts or colors and all this and you're more of the oh so what do you do for work and you're like well i'm a yoga teacher, teacher. <laughs> i do intuitive stuff but you never like come out and say um right. and i have no problems like never you never, never had never no. and i'm not having a problem i just I you're starting you're, you're coming out more and more more you're owning it more and more, more, more I think. yes and that, it is it is hard it's vulnerability what do people mm-hmm. think and it's not about them it's about you know, it is what it is, but I'm an empath. I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to make but, any uncomfortable but situations. You're saying, yeah, but you're not hurting anybody's feelings by right. saying who you are. It's, right. Like I said, they don't like it. That's their tough luck. But I feel... And I understand how you I feel, feel, but... what they really truly mean at that moment. I see it, and I think I learned from you quite a bit. I think in this, in this situation, I learned a lot to just... Don't think about it. That's who you are. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. And I have moments where I'm better and moments where it's a little mm-hmm. bit more challenging for me. But that's always in my mind. Like when I get into a situation where I'm questioning, like, how do I represent myself? What's the best way to go about that little tiny incident we had where you told me, like, so what? That always comes up and gives me motivation to truly be me at that moment Mm -hmm. and not say well yes i am a yoga teacher but that's not my main profession i am a holistic nutritionist that's not where i put my energy into the same with aromatherapy yes i crave room sprays but is it my income a tiny bit it's not my main income right doing intuitive readings doing clairvoyancy and mediumship that is what my main business Mm -hmm. comes in and meditations 
So that's definitely, for me, it was very empowering. Mm -hmm. And I get looks like when I tell people, they look at me like, what? I don't think it's that common. It's, it's funny. It, like, I like to see the reaction on people's faces because it's kind of funny. Yes. I mean, we have new people that come to the fire station all the time. And I tell them, they look at me like, what are you talking about? Huh? What? Right. And some get scared. Right. And I'm, I know, and you this, do it I don't think purpose. it's kind of funny, but, and you know what the funny thing is? I've never, ever had a reading from you. Never. never. It's a mutual agreement. We don't really tap into that. Mm -hmm. I think there was a couple health related issues where I picked up on and I just gave you the information, but it was never like, Hey, can you tune in for me? And I want a proper reading from you. Right. I mean, and, I ask you stuff like, like and, today we were going over some art stuff and I was like, well, you know, what do you see? What do you think? You know, right. what's your intuitive? Oh, maybe in Costa Rica and the car breaks down. Right. What does, what does but, your guy say? Right. But <laughs> as far as having like an actual sit down reading, reading I've never had one. And I don't and feel. from anybody else. Right. You didn't. No. Right. No. I do. I go, do go to my people mm -hmm. once in a while. Most of the time I can figure it out myself. But yeah, I think it's just a mutual understanding. We never really said this is something you cannot ask or this is not where we're going to go together. It's just we respect each other so much. Why would I try to tune into you and get everything from you? Because I can do that. I should have the same basis as you have and go with the flow and not necessarily abuse right. that. Because I think I there's, there's sometimes where, like, I think I've asked you something before and you say, I can't give it to you because you're too close to me. Because like, right. you don't know if it's yep. what you want to see or oh, that see. ego. Right. Or is it what you actually see and what's actually going on with me or the, right. about the question I asked you? Right. So. There were only, like, again, two, I think, two different health things mm. where I got guided to actually tune into you. Right. There was one, I was upstairs in the bedroom and did my guides, I'm assuming your guides, I didn't see them, but I got the message, I should check your chakras and I refused because I'm like, well, no, I want to go to bed. I don't want to work right now. <laughs> and uh, they wouldn't let go until I did. And I made it to the first chakra, the root chakra, and it was all brown. And I remember like, okay, brown is disease. What does that mean? Like, why is he brown? And I went to bed and the next day I came up with, all right, I think you should get a doctor and it should be a dermatologist. And I remember over breakfast, I'm just kind of like throwing it out there. And you never question me. You're just like, okay. And you went and yeah, it was pre-cancerous and yep. we cut, cut it early. So that was good. But it was very weird. Like I wasn't even like, Han, I want to tell you something. Mm. It was just, it was just guided. And for some reason you didn't refuse. You didn't go against me. You just kind of, yeah, I made the appointment. I'm going to go check it out. And mm. of all the doctors, the dermatologists, why would I give you that? Mm. It was just, I think it was really interesting to see how it just how mm. spirit works. It just right. works. Speaking, not not to get off track, but when you said when we, when we were living upstairs in the attic yes. in our house, do you remember when we were laying in bed and that ball oh, yes. showed up? Yes. That orb. Orb. Yes. Bright as day, it was like a crystal ball just yes. floating around the room, and then it yes. disappeared. Yeah, our house is a little bit haunted. It's very old. Yeah, it came around when you said when we were right. upstairs. That's every time we talk about when yeah. we lived upstairs. That's what comes. I to also mind. have this guy when we do renovations. We did upstairs. We did um. So we have three levels and we did the attic and we redid it and there's this guy that was sitting on the stairs, remember? Yeah. And he would just not move and I'm like, dude, you need to move we need to get this done. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out who he was because I don't recognize him. Right. The description I gave you, you were like, no, this not make sense. Right. And turns out it was the owner, 
way before us who owned this house. I think the first owner from this house that died in this house. And that was a very crazy story how I found that out. We can go into that later on. But yeah, so we do have some spirits with us in this house. I think. Oh, yeah. I, I firmly believe this house chose us. We didn't choose the mm. house. Um, with everything, how it went about and the chances we could buy a house, um, everything kind of just lined up. Again, Spirit was definitely watching out for us. Mm. But going back to, you know, the health issues, I was able to just kind of give you a little bit of heads up and each and every one kind of like made sense. Years later, we sat on the couch. So normally when I check out Mark, he's blue, very nice blue throat energy. And we sat on the couch and there was this brown coming up again. You were fine. You had no issues at all at that moment. And mm -hmm. I could not figure out why I'm seeing that brown. We even made fun of it. We are like, well, whatever. And then like two months later, you started to have tremors and really kind of like not feeling great at all. Lots of road rage and just aggression. Yeah. Road rage into it. No. Yeah, you get a lot of road rage. Yes. Sometimes my inner yogi does not want to come out. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Yeah, and we, you went to the doctors and they found out you have Graves' disease. Right. You have it under control. You got some, through some radiation, just another bump. We yep. kind of climbed and conquered and pretty good, pretty, pretty stable right now. So mm. nothing to be worried about. But that was the only two times I actually got guided to tune into you and not necessarily like just ignored it. So, but yeah, we have... For some reason, it's just not something we want to do. I had to drag him to this interview today. I got the message uh, a while back that we should do this interview because it should be from the viewpoint of my husband, how it feels to be married to me, his viewpoint in my work and just our lives. And he's not a man of many words. So for him to have a longer conversation. I think it scares him sometimes a little bit. So for me to say, hey, want to get interviewed? He wasn't too sure about it. <laughs> but I think he's enjoying it. I it's think not it's, bad. It's not bad, right? Um, yep. Having fun. It's just discussion over you have coffee, I have nothing. Going back to, I think as we move forward with how I felt when I felt like your energy shifted a little bit where you could not trust, but be more supportive, even more supportive was when I had the case in Switzerland. I remember you bought me this beautiful crystal after mm. I worked with, on the case. And I think that's when everything shifted a little bit because I think authority came in and it shifted for me too. You know, like having that authority tell you it's not in your head, it's definitely something. Right, I remember, well, speaking of the authority, I remember right before you started getting into business, you asked, we have a family friend who's a cop right. in Maryland and you were talking to him yes. and he said that yes, they use them and stuff like that. And you felt so much better about yourself, so right. much more better about yourself. Right. And I think that's when everything started rolling. Yeah. I think I that's mean, that was... a huge shift in our, like, I, again, I felt like you supported me before, but I think it, the support went to a different level after that experience, working with the authorities, the Swiss police, it's credible. It's not some, you know, nonsense out there. And yep. that's when I felt a little bit of shift too to that next level with you mm. being able to kind of relax about this a little bit more and trust that this is not just in my head and mm -hmm. it's really there. I also remember one time we had um, went to Switzerland and I did a workshop over there. And oh, everybody came out of the bedroom crying and everybody <laughs> went to see you and I was like... 
everybody. I'm not getting Irene now. <laughs> I remember you're like, what are you doing to them? I'm like, this is normal. <laughs> you have lots of tissues all over the office. So it's a normal thing. Like there's a lot of stuff that comes up, a lot of personal stuff. And some people, that's one way of how they cope with it. And I think that was the first time you kind of like saw what could happen if we go into a reading. Um, mm. So that was funny. It was kind of fun to see you like, you were a little bit concerned about <laughs> my services. I think it would be really cool for my listeners to hear like, how does it feel to go through life with me on an everyday basis? Like, Depending on the day. That's right. Depending on the day. Being married to you. No, being my partner. Is it hard? Is it interesting? Is it challenging? Is it's it always, easy? It's, it's always interesting because, and I've told you this before, every day it's like almost being married to somebody new. <laughs> because you take on so much energy. Sometimes you take on who that other person actually is. And, yeah, my customers. And it affects too. us. I mean, I remember one day we were fighting for like a week and you finally came to me and said, you know what? I want a divorce. And I was just like, mm, okay, that's what you want. And then you left. I came back. He came back. And I had to work. And I remember that lady, the first thing it she was said, your customer. said to me, she she needs a lawyer. She needs guidance on which way to go. Oh, crap. My poor husband. And everything shifted at that moment. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I came back and I apologized and explained everything. And I think lately it's not as bad. No, but... And you still have the days where you take on people's energy. Then I tell you, I said, you're not yourself at all. Right. You know, there's nothing you can do about it until um, you either reach out to this person or see this person. I think I'm a little bit more aware of it too, how I want to start off the day and how to hold my energy. So it might mm -hmm. be why it's less. Mm -hmm. But overall, yeah, there's sometimes energy that just overtakes mm -hmm. and I have no control over it. It's hard at times to, to realize, is this you mm -hmm. that I'm talking to? Oh, that's uh, giving me the attitude, giving me the... <laughs> The crankiness, the bitchiness. Too, just so you know people. <laughs> or is it somebody else that you're taking on? It's it's hard to pinpoint. Right. But I think I've, I've been getting better, I think, realizing whether it's yeah. you or not. I think we know when something like that comes up, we, we truly go in and like, all right, you're not yourself, just to make each other aware of it. Mm -hmm. And then we're kind of letting it be and not steering more the pot at that point because mm -hmm. knowing... It's not me at that point. So right. no matter what you're going to say, you're not going to get anything from it. The rendering to it. And I do feel guilty at times because, I mean, there's so much stuff we have to consider if we go somewhere or if we do oh, something. Vacations. Don't even get me started on vacations. <laughs> it has to be checked and read it. And, uh -huh. you know. I remember not too long ago, we were talking and you were like, you know, it'd be nice for you just to come home one day or something say, I booked us a vacation, right. we're going away. And what did I tell you? I can't because can't. I don't know if you can go to the place where I pick right, or whatever. Because we had this, when I was doing carpentry, my boss had a nephew down in Pennsylvania who wanted a deck built for him right outside of Gettysburg, yes. I believe. Yeah. And uh, we agreed to go down on the 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to build the deck and you were going to... You go out with wives or hang around or whatever. Hang around. And uh, we drove all the way down there. First of all, we went through a tornado. Yes. And we got down there with the kids. And there was no like, oh, hey, how you doing? It was like, we got there, we got out of the car. I went straight to work. You did what you needed to do with the girls. And when we were going to bed, we didn't finish like 11 o'clock at night. When we were going to bed, you're like, I can't stay here. I, I got to go home. It was horrible. And I was like, oh. You know, this puts me in an awkward situation. Oh, absolutely. Now, 
you need to go home because I can't handle the energy. <laughs> right. And like, how do I explain this? And you're like, oh, I'll just go home by myself. And I was like, I'm not letting you go home. You and our daughter drive back right. home by yourself. So we get up the next morning. I went for breakfast with Annabelle. And I did what I could. And I, yeah, I explained to my boss, you know, this, what's going on? You got to go home. We went home. Like anytime we go on vacation, it's like. Can she stay? Right. So I like, try to <laughs> Can find. Can she handle it? Trying to surprise you with a vacation. It's kind of tough. Yeah, I and I know I, you've told me just do it and then I'll can, just suffer through it. But that's that's not a vacation. <laughs> suffer. You know, it's, if you're going to go, if right. we're going to go, I plan something to go. And you're not going to be able to stay there and like it because it's not jiving with your energy wise. And why right. go through all that trouble if it's right. not going to be. Pick three spots and then I will tell you which one is okay. And then or but which that's two, not really a vacation for you. Then, two, it? It's not then, surprising. And then you can surprise me which two of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's another thing, like, to, like, surprising. I, I mean, how many times you tried to surprise yes. me and it did not work. Uh, Only once with the new Ganesh. With got, the new Ganesh. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea that 20th this was 20th anniversary. Yes. yes. Yeah, he tries to surprise me with, like, little stuff, like cakes, you know, or... Christmas um, presents. Christmas or presents. Just... Stuff I can handle. And for some reason, I always pick it up. I know before he knows that yep. I, <laughs> that I know and... I feel sometimes a little bit guilty and I have to downplay it a little bit and say, well, I don't know anything. Uh-huh. Although I do, I do. And this is the first time with the Ganesh, the beautiful Ganesh he got me for our 20th anniversary recently. And I had no idea he bought me handmade uh, Ganesh, got Ganesh, wooden, wooden statue uh, from India. And uh, I absolutely had no clue. And I know you got antsy because for some reason it was delayed. And Yeah, it took like a freaking month to get here. <laughs> it was delayed and yeah, you got antsy and I started to pick up on that. I'm like, why is he so antsy about stuff? Right, because I told you I was waiting for my shirt. Because I ordered a shirt like a little while later. <laughs> and uh, My shirt came in before the freaking statue did. Right, but I think it all lined up because I redid my office and... It wouldn't be good to have it in my house. So it kind of lined up with the time frame when I got done redoing my office to bring it downstairs. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, again, spirit was all meant to be. Mm-hmm. There's no coincidences. There's no chances. Everything is just always how it's supposed to be, even if you don't want to like it, to surrender to it, right? Yep. Yeah, so for us, I think, yeah, it's hard sometimes. And I would like, I love to surprise you with stuff, but it just doesn't happen. So it's like, why even bother trying? Right. You know? Right. I think we came to, I'm not like feeling sad or upset about it. I think I know like to, to ex- expect you to do that for me, be, knowing who I am, mm-hmm. it would be a huge expectation and it would not mm-hmm. wipe. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, and I would feel guilty. But on the flip side. Yes. Whenever we do plan a vacation. Yes. For some reason, you always seem to plan it when I'm working. Always. And then you <laughs> nag about, I always got to do all the all the bookings and I got to figure out where we're going, yes. but you always do it when I'm at work. Yes, I know. I know. I think it has to do with, if you're together and book something, we you, try. Have, you, have, you have a hard time making decisions. I do. That's the blue, right? And I'm very much so like, this feels right, let's just do it. Everything is coming together. And I feel if there's more energy attached, it's harder to settle on Well, I think also it has to do with, all right, so yes, this looks, this place looks awesome for me. Right. But it doesn't jive with you. Right. And knowing that you, like, I, you I'll, don't I'll, care. I'll stay anywhere. I don't really yeah. care, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, 
So it's a lot easier. I get it. It might be easier to do it when I'm at the station. Then you text me all day. What about this place? What about this? Place? And on the same time, you have mentioned to me why, you know, right. it seems like I'm the one that's always making the vacations. Right. And I'm always doing it by myself. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you always make it when I'm at work. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> but yes. I but know. lately, like, like a couple of times we tried to book together and sit not, at the computer together and, and we just it nothing not works work. out it's, no it does not work and i firmly believe in pre-covid pre-covid yes i firmly believe if it doesn't come together don't force it and right. just kind of despite you wanted to it's not happening then there's a reason why it's not happening try not to force something when it doesn't come together and just kind of work with it and now we're kind of glad it didn't happen because i think it would brought us into covid season when booked or something like yeah that. but well, anyways so yeah that's the challenge of being married to me to kind of you know or foods i think it's an interesting yes thing foods we have very very different eating habits very different <laughs> we were on the same page for a while yes but yeah our food habits are like totally different completely different and i think i truly and feel music our music, music oh yes you your music you is very my, different i can't play my music you hate it oh no i let you play it yeah but i know it bugs you so i turn it off <laughs> people's pleaser no i'm getting better with it and i went even to a concert of your yes that's really hard for me because you know being with lots of people and mm -hmm. the music How was it? um it was interesting was it something I would do on a regular basis? I don't think so. It took a lot for me to hold my energy and I was fine for like the first hour and then it started to get really heavy on me and I had to just kind of know I can't go home, kind of just work with it. But it was also nice to experience it with you. Would you go back? I mean, the place was really nice. It was outside, it wasn't inside. So that was kind of nice too. Right, I can't imagine if it was inside. Oh, I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> so the place itself, yes, but maybe with a different artist. I like I like Dave Matthew. Mm. Few songs. So if you listen, Dave, I do like you. I do like <laughs> your songs. One, two of them. But yeah, I think there's definitely certain ones. And I think what I had more problems with it's not necessarily the songs and the venue. The people in front of me. Yeah. There were definitely people in front of us. They were kind of really loud in energy. And so what you're saying is I got to get front row tickets. Right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> what about behind the scene? Like, you know, VIP where we meet, they have a private job for us, you know. That was a little bit challenging. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a horrible experience. And I think, again, as I learned to deal with my energies and my energies around me, I learned to hold my energy a little bit different too. Where I'm at now and where I was five years ago, completely different mm. energies. And I think as I grow and shift and learn more and out of experience or whatever, and how we are with our interaction, I think it's going to be not as challenging at times. Mm. Just like, wear your tinfoil hat Right, you, right. Absolutely. You always have so much fun when we talk about tinfoil <laughs> <laughs> We always have so much fun together. I think that definitely changed our living a little bit too and i am more like all right let's change let's change oh god <laughs> uh, let's change let's move it up color is a huge part like everything has to wipe and match and be right <laughs> and... <laughs> i remember so we paint our house the inside of our house like once at least a year. once a year because we have to change the colors one year i wanted to paint it all different colors yes and, and i you had were like nope i want it white i was like what <laughs> the one time i want colors you were like nope <laughs> and yeah white it was 
Ah, uh, yes, I'm very picky with colors. There's a lot of things we drive on, and there's a lot of things we don't drive <laughs> together on. <laughs> but we learn to respect. We never have to accept no, it. We learn to have fun with it. Fun and not taking it too personal. Learning to just embrace the other person's difference. Mm -hmm. and I feel like, honestly, I'm such a high flying energy. I'm always like, here, up here. And I think you clip my wings sometimes very nicely. You just kind of like get your high flying ass back down here. <laughs> and I think I need to lift you up sometimes. You're very mm -hmm. grounded. You're very grounded energy. I'm a very like light area at times, sometimes too much. Like my ideas sometimes, <laughs> you know. Oh, um, God. Yes. So I think you come in and just put reason and ground me back to reality. So, you know, mm -hmm. so I feel like it's not a negative thing to have that opposite in energy. And we have so much opposite, but we also have so much things that are absolutely similar to our values, yeah. our ways we want to raise our kids, how we interact with outside friends. It's we have a certain value what we want to bring in and that's rock solid. And I feel like you know that little stuff about you know colors and stuff that's always changeable the values are going to be way more important to hold on to and work with than stupid colors mm -hmm. at least that's what i'm telling myself <laughs> right now you know like just be open and yeah i think a long time ago i realized like you know marriage i think can always be the challenge for anyone who's married especially after a certain time frame and then add different nationality, different traditions, different ways of how you grew up. It needs a lot of respect and being okay with what well, the I... person brings in. And I think I always felt, felt like you do that. Like you don't mm -hmm. have to, but you do it. And I try as good as I can. I'm mm -hmm. not very good with traditions and stuff. No, you're not. But neither am I. I try to you incorporate just... some of your Swiss traditions. We yes. tried. Yes. You know? Yeah, I mean, but like, I don't oh, think I've ever said no to anything. No, no, you would definitely support me. But I feel also like with traditions, like meaning like I'm not good with like Christmas and stuff. Like I'm not a traditional like, all right, no. now the family has to get together and we need to do this properly. I'm just kind of like, whatever happens, happens. And I think you're more the person that if, say, you would have a better half that would insist in that, you would just go with the flow most of the time because mm. it's just who you are. And I would be like, and happening putting my foot down i'm gonna stay true to myself and you know so i think i had to learn to a little bit be more uh, flexible in that area mm. a bit more there's not just me in this situation there's many more other people attached to this whole family dynamic and they all deserve a little bit something whatever they deserve and what does it matter like it's five minutes of my life i don't have to mm -hmm. overanalyze it too much you know yeah but i think yeah we we completely grew up different and when we reflect back like your childhood my childhood we were different but we had also a lot of things that were absolutely similar right that's kind of interesting we grew up completely different continents different ways and to have that still similarity mm -hmm in our upbringing pretty cool to see pretty cool to notice and maybe that's why it works maybe that's why it all kind of like unfolded and works you know and interesting is when i was in kindergarten i had a kindergarten boyfriend uh, simon he came up one day to my mom and he said to my mom sylvia will not live in switzerland she will live in the united states where there's lots of buildings and she will be married there and my mom giggled because I'm always... Do you ever try to look him up? Yep. You, you talk to him at all? No. 
No. Oh. <laughs> if he knew that back then, like, does he? Is he very intuitive? Is he? Is that what he's doing? Or no, I don't know? think so. That's his life path. But I don't know why in the world he came up with this. No, I, I remember like later on in life we had high school together and we talked very briefly in between in high school and he always scared me. But now I'm thinking probably because he was similar to me and <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, well, he probably saw more and the way he went through life was just very different than anybody I ever known. Mm. Uh, but that's probably why we wiped to us as, as children, because, you know, similar energy attracts similar, similar energy. Uh, but no, I did not. I don't have any contact with him. But yeah, that's what he told my mom and married, are. two kids, driving businesses. Oh, yeah, your business, Ripple mm. Art. Tell me a little bit about it. I just started. I know everything. I know you, you tell. Know. You tell my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just started painting. I know I was never very artsy fartsy. So you, he tells himself. We we joke about this all the time because you can draw. Our youngest can draw, and you can paint and color and chalk and any kind of art stuff you can do. Same thing with our youngest, and same thing with your stepdad. Right. Right. Me, I I can barely draw a stick figure if I'm lucky. I was seeing this stuff on Facebook, this acrylic pour painting, and it looked really cool. And I wanted to surprise you with a painting for your new office. I said, you know what, I'm gonna try it. And you were like, what? You're gonna do art? <laughs> You're like, what is it? I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to be surprised just in case it didn't come out right. I could be like, well, I bought something. And I tried it and it came out pretty cool and I kind of fell in love with it. And like, that's all I think about now. Kind of, it's like when I was doing the photography. Well, I think it's a little bit different than photography. It is, but I it's... truly feel when you go into your little office studio and you do your art, you come out as a complete different person. I'm analyzing like, so with your photography, you had something in mind what you want to do, right? Business level. And it was so tough to get to that next level to make an income to whatever. And I feel like you're very discouraged at times because you put so much time into it, editing and making sure it's absolutely the right angle, whatever, and colors and, and stuff. I feel like this time there's no expectations. You're doing it because you're having fun. Yeah, but I'm also realizing all the money I'm spending on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we have know. pictures everywhere in our house. And at first, you were like, oh, yeah, you can hang art up everywhere. I love art. I love art. I started putting up like I'm feeling crowded. <laughs> so I had to take the art down. And like I'm running out of places to put them. And... So it's called Ripple Art. It's acrylic pour art, right? Ripple Art R.I. on Etsy. On Etsy. He has a Facebook page, uh, Ripple Art R.I. Uh, look it up. Instagram. Instagram, Ripple Art R.I. Pretty cool stuff. I love the coloring. I love him. He made quite a bit of pretty much all my office I mean, work. Your office is, is well decorated. All well. decorated in his work. Yeah, if you're interested, connect with him. His uh, email is rippleartri at gmail.com. Check him out. If you have questions, suggestions for future episodes uh, for the podcast, feel free to connect with me. My email is sylvia at sylviasisson.com. Follow me on Instagram at Sylviasystem Medium. My website www.sylviasystem.com. I'm still currently doing one-on-ones, meaning online readings, one-on-ones, in-house and via Zoom. So you can be anywhere in the world and you can make your work. Thank you for joining me. Thank you.